Welcome to Everybody Wants Something, a Degrassi podcast where two black millennials recap every episode of Degrassi from junior high to next class. Because why not? I'm your host, Sonique. And I'm your other host, Lauren. Let's jump in. We're back. We're back, you guys. Mm, We're back. It's the end of September. (laughs) It's fall. It's cuffing season. Quarantine edition. Ooh, cuffing season quarantine edition. What's that about? Um, honestly, I hope cuffing season doesn't exist. I'm like, I hope it's happening virtually. (laughs) 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 Um, I don't know. I don't know. You can't keep a good man down. I feel like people are still gonna, you know, gonna risk it all. (laughs) They're gonna risk it for the discuit, you know. I'm sorry, do you say risk risk it for the discuit? Yeah, instead of biscuit, it's a dick dick skit. Oh my god. Okay. I think this is our last episode of the podcast. It's been so- <laughs> It's been really fun. Nice really knowing fun. you guys. Um Lauren's lost it. <laughs> like, what? Oh my gosh. How are you doing, Lauren? I'm doing well. It's it, I mean, I say it's fall because it's like it's starting to feel like cooler here. Um, usually, when mm-hmm. recording, I have to turn off my ceiling fan, and I like basically like am sweating while recording. But now, it's like a comfortable temperature. I'm wearing a sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. I broke yeah. up my fake UGGs. Like life is good. Yes, yeah, them bear claws. No, they- <laughs> I hate you for saying that. <laughs> Uh, do they still make those i think so i think so also you remember like in high school like the true like bullying that happened for anyone that dared to wear a non-ug boot like it was social suicide oh yeah no your fugs (sighs) just don't just don't even try that's what Mm -hmm. i did i did it but um i'm as it's fall i'm drinking rosé because rosé is an all-year wine for me um Hmm. You know, nice. It's just always fun. What about yeah. you, Sonique? How are you doing? Uh, I told you all about my my <laughs> tales of trying to figure out my broken phone. Still broken. Hopefully by tomorrow, I'll have a f- working phone. Like I was telling you, I just feel like a little pioneer girl. Like <laughs> I'm like messaging my friends over my my computer. Like what? Like tomorrow when I go down to the repair center, I have to print out directions. Like what is this? Does MapQuest like, still exist? I don't know. <laughs> Can don't you know. actually like, print it, directions anymore? I think I feel like if you if you try to go like do MapQuest.com, it just redirects you to the Oregon Trail. Like, what is this? Like, I don't mm-hmm. understand anything. Mm-hmm. It's very upsetting for me. Um, the only positive, like I was telling you, is that I'm not super plugged into social media, which has been kind of good to kind of wean myself, not off of it, but just kind of, you know. Yeah. I'm nowadays I'm so like just like in my phone constantly. Yes. Um, which is not good. So I've replaced that for the past few days since my phone broke, I've replaced that with just watching four weddings, like hours and hours of four weddings. I um, love that. So I just replaced one addiction with another addiction. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, this is not what we're here for. Lauren, you were just on a podcast. I was. 
Tell the people. I was. About it. Um, so as you guys know, we mentioned it last week. We are officially part of Saw Listen Network. Heyo, we're here. Welcome. Welcome to any of our new listeners. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to Everybody hey, Wants you? Something. Um, so anyone that uh, has listened to us before has listened to us um, rant and rave about one of our faves, Mr. Troy McKeady, um, and his podcast, Dunzo. And he's been doing bonus episodes of being Bobby Brown. And I I don't know how I how I got the privilege of being on there, but I did. It was so good. <laughs> I like it's my it was my dream come true. I mean, like I, we talked we talked earlier about like peaks in life. That was the peak of my life was being able to like talk on a podcast <laughs> for an hour and a half about Whitney Houston. It's... It was so good. I listened to it while I was walking my dog, and I'm so happy that we have to wear a mask now because I was like literally just like grinning the whole time. It looked crazy. <laughs> Like, who is this lady? <laughs> it was so good, though. <laughs> yes, but if you guys haven't listened to that already, you guys can go check it out on the Solid Listen Patreon at the $5 level. Um, you will be hearing lots of bonus content, and that's where you can listen to our future bonus content from this podcast. Um, we're excited for... Just all all the things that we are just so excited <laughs> to throw at you guys. Um, so you guys go check it out and become a Patreon. We're Patreons. We're fucking obsessed with it. Yeah. So come join us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not even sure if I have to be one anymore, but I still, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Patreon. Like, <laughs> I love it. The content's great. It's always something um something fun or interesting to catch yeah um but yeah if you're make also make sure you're following us on social media we are now ews pod on instagram we have our facebook group everybody wants something a podcast and um we're also on twitter as everybody ws pod we need to start tweeting more i'm i'm responsible for that i was like i don't do that twitter (laughs) tweets yeah that's the twitter (laughs) tweets Yeah, I'll start tweeting on that more. But yeah, check out our stuff. We have a lot of updates about, you know, what we're doing. And we love, again, to interact with you guys. You guys have been really fun lately and like hitting us up. Speaking of our listeners and our social media, let's let's just gather up some housekeeping that we have to announce. So if you guys follow us on Instagram at EWSPod, you guys saw what one of our glorious listeners created for us. We asked and you delivered. We got Ugh. our happy birthday big guy birthday card. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um let's just give them a shout out. <laughs> yes, according according to us previously, we said Tyrell. It's Tyrell, a short one. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Thank you, Tyrell, for giving us, the, giving us that. Um, yes, Tyrell, you guys can go check it out. Um, we posted already, but you can go check it out on our Degrassi Junior High memes highlight on our Instagram. It is there. It is hilarious. It's so good. The turnover rate in which uh, in which they've made it was just like, you're, what? You're a real one. <laughs> real one um and adding to that um we also got a message from also one of our lovely listeners um (laughs) wait did you see this one already sneak i don't know if you did i don't know if i have i think i think you replied to it at first um Mm -hmm. so uh actually 
I don't know if I know their name. I don't think I do. She has tangerine in her screen name. I was, in my mind, her name's like. Is that a, is that a, is that Amanda? Wait, Amanda. I think her name's Amanda. I, you know who you are, tangerine. <laughs> we, yeah. we talk to you all the time, almost on the daily. The only bad thing about Instagram <laughs> is that like, you just have like the person's like handles. So it's like. I'm like, girl, really we, literally, we literally DM all the time. Um, but she sent us a screen ga- grab, which um, is from a pornographic feature. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> she she goes, know. found wheels is dead, LOL. She said, I cropped the rest to be considerate. So thank you. It is it is a possibly it could it could be any stashes, most likely Radich because he is our favorite porn star. Um, mm-hmm. But... <laughs> It was very hilarious. And at first, it was like, it was a profile. So at first, you're like, wait, is that, is that him? Is that Will's dad? Like, could that be him? Okay. I actually thought first, I was like, wait, oh shit. Because we were like, where is that actor? Like, oh. I know. Oh. <laughs> um, and uh, after last week's episode, we gave you our two choices for our songs that represented the episode. Um, you guys remember we have started creating a playlist um, for each section of Degrassi right now or Degrassi Junior High. So you can go check it out on both Spotify and Apple, the Degrassi Junior High soundtracks that we have compiled and put together. And we are going to be adding two new songs each week, one chosen by myself, one chosen by Sonic. And um, the votes are in. Um, last week mm-hmm. I chose words by missing persons to represent the episode. Sonique chose jump <laughs> by Van Halen <laughs> and our listeners voted and they agree with Sonique that jump is a good representation. <laughs> Yay. You guys are trash too. <laughs> we're trash. We're trash people. We're just like Oscar the Grouch, a Grouch all together. I love that. Yes. And you know what? I love it. Cause I feel like. If anything, it's more it's more in line with the tone of our podcast and the tone of our utter hate for Shane McKay's character. So Yay, we're all bad yay. people. <laughs> I feel it. And but, um. speaking of Shane, I actually have a surprise for Sonic that I have not told her yet. Oh my god, is Shane here? <laughs> Joining us today door. is Shane McKay. <laughs> No, not 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 literally, but I do have the literal version of Shane in the book form. <laughs> I have purchased a Degrassi book, Shane's story. We have it, you guys. We have it. Oh my god, look at his little smug little mug I know, on the cover. It doesn't look bad either. I'm, Lauren, I know I'm sorry. Oh my god. I know. You got it. I got it. So we are going to be reading it. I will read it first and I'll send it off to Sonique and then we're going to give you guys and discuss our thoughts on it because we have to. I'm so excited. I'm going to, I'll read you the back of it. Sonique. I almost... Oh, please okay. do. And I'll read it to you listeners. If you guys didn't know, all of Degrassi junior high, all the main characters got a companion, like, like teen read chapter book. <laughs> okay. Shane is a loner at Degrassi. And at home, he and his parents don't relate too well, especially since he started grade eight. Life seems to get better when Shane starts seeing Spike and he feels more popular at school. But then the impossible happens. 
Spike finds out she's pregnant and Shane is the father. One little mistake and now it's ruining his life. School is a drag. Home is a drag. Spike won't even talk to him anymore. Then Shane Shane goes away to camp for the summer and surprisingly, it's great. The next fall, he thinks (laughs) he finally has it all together. But Shane's new sense of independence backfires. Before he knows it, he's in trouble again. And then disaster strikes. Oh my god. I know. I'm acting like I don't even know what happens. I'm excited. I'm like, what happens happens to him? (laughs) I know. But Oh my god. Yes. I'm I again I've mentioned it so many times in this podcast. I I needed to know the backstory to give because I was starting to feel guilty about how much we were trashing him. Not that he like doesn't deserve it at times, mm-hmm. but I need I need to feel okay about trashing him from now from <laughs> from now going forward. So we're gonna read it. We're gonna give you our thoughts. Oh, I'm so excited! I cannot. I can't believe this is like it's like Christmas. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it feel like Christmas? <laughs> well, it is kind of like Christmas because we get a a bit of a Yick and Arthur heavy heavy plot. This <laughs> it feels like season's yeah. greetings almost. <laughs> almost, it's not as annoying. No, I, 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 it was actually one of the few Yick and Ar- Arthur. Um, I think because a storyline that's not like mm, hijinks. It's a little bit more like grounded and like reality. So I liked it. Yeah, but um. This week, we are covering Season 3, Episode 13, Making Whoopee, which is Lauren's yeah. favorite word. Um, <laughs> air date, February 13th, 1989. Synopsis. Arthur begins to resent his father's girlfriend. Melanie has new competition for Snake's affections, and Luke tries to deal with his guilt over Shane's accident. Yeah. Some three, actually, some, I think three, like, semi-interesting storylines that I was I agree. Okay. I think. Yeah. I I mean I I hate the word whoopee. I think it sounds like two like hippie parents trying to like make light of like making love. It's like it's okay, you know, we're just making whoopee. It's like, oh my gosh, stop. <laughs> stop, please. Well, I also cringed when you said making love. That's upsetting. I mean they're That was very upsetting. Making like making whoopee is like basically like in the same same realm like as making love it's like yeah. an embarrassing like oh my gosh please stop talking about it moment i agree i agree and i mean arthur definitely you know gets a taste of that in this episode i felt it <laughs> but in the cold open arthur you know comes home he's at his dad's house and um dad shows up and they're talking about how you know summer plans and it looks like arthur is going to be spending july with his mom with his mom <laughs> and jerry and no mention of Stephanie. Stephanie <laughs> like, has been completely written off at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, is she, what's she doing for summer? I want to know. But they're like, yeah, no, like, you know, he's he's going to go away for July. And dad, dad's probably kicking himself now that they've broken up because the mom has won millions and he has no, no part in it because they're divorced. He's definitely like, salty. He's salty because he's like, oh, I'm sure she's going to take you to an exotic location. And I'm like, okay, salty? You jealous? <laughs> <laughs> um, But they, it's it's pretty much established, you know, Arthur and his dad like pranks, which I think is annoying. I hate pranks. Ugh. I hate pranks. I, um, okay, so I I had many thoughts about this. Um, they have many pranks. They have many like, uh, like prank like physical like jokes like can of worms yeah. like 
whoopee cushion. A lot of gags. Yeah, a lot of gag gifts. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, they mentioned later, you know, about like, you know, going to the joke shops and how they love going to the joke shops together. And there's just something about like this weird, like, I'm uh I'm a weird funny guy and like joke shops are my thing. Like it's not like comic book yeah. shops, they're joke shops which It's like people who do who go to magic shops. Yeah, there's nothing cool about into it. magic. It's like what the fuck is wrong with you? Cuz you, you know what comic book <laughs> shops, you know, like whatever hobby shops, there's something not weird about that, but there's just something un just not right about joke shops. <laughs> and magic shops they're just not they're well, they're not okay look i think i think because it's it's all based in trickery yeah and i don't like that i don't think i don't think prank like okay this, these are lighthearted pranks because it's like whoopee cushions uh-huh. and stuff it's like it's harmless stuff like no one's like it just makes me think of like those youtube like prank youtubes where it's like <laughs> i'm gonna pretend to die and tell my mom like <laughs> can you not like that's like sick like why are you like being so mean like i don't like you're just being a bully and laughing and calling it a prank like yeah and then you know there's always like that weird thing it's like oh come on it's just a joke like you can never like be like okay in your reaction to things that's like plausible because like there's like oh come on it's just 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 joking around just joshing it's like nope you're 50 years old stop I feel like it's like the lowest form of comedy. Like it is. You're just going out of your way to harass me and then you laugh at me and then I'm left with my life left in shambles. I think I think <laughs> everyone can envision this person. Um they have a a gray, possibly balding on top, low, long ponytail, um, and they're not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> that he has lots of um like character vests and um, wears socks with Birkenstocks, but it's not cool. Are you just describing Joe, who owns the joke shop? Mm-hmm. This is Joe, mm-hmm. and you know this what? This is Joe. This could be a cool person, but this person with their appearance, on top of the fact that they own slash attend a joke shop on the regular, not cool. Not cool. No, there's a darkness in that. Very dark. There's a darkness in that. I, I don't. I don't like it. It's it's dark sided. Um, mm. So yeah, but like I, that's how they bond, though. These two annoying people like to pull um, pranks on each other, and but to um, Arthur's chagrin, his dad is going out on a date with Carol, and he's gonna miss Space Cadet. I feel like it's kind of like an off brand, like Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. like one of one those of, whatever, whatever was at. it was probably star trek yeah. in the 80s yeah yeah um but you know she she shows up and i'm like okay like she seems nice like she seems like a like a nice little lady with her little like curly mullet like little perm i was like oh, okay like mm-hmm. carol's like gotta look um and uh arthur's like oh are you gonna stay with her like gonna be out all night he's like no we have to work tomorrow i'm like yeah, you are. Like, listen, your dad's trying to get his dick wet. Like, accept that. Like, this is he's trying to get going it in. down. Okay. He's trying to get it in. Which doesn't mean he has to stay out, stay out all night. But if he's missing space cadets and that's his favorite mm. thing, next to joke shops, yeah, mm. going to Pound Town. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's gross. That's worse than Whoopi. Listen, um, <laughs> you guys know Sonique loves to tell kids that their parents have sex all the time. 
Okay, I don't tell kids that. That's sick. I don't say that. Like, don't don't frame it like that. I told my friends when I was also a child, your parents have <laughs> okay. sex. I don't tell kids their parents have sex. So you tell kids when I'm you're also canceled. a kid. <laughs> yeah, I was also a kid. Okay. <laughs> like, don't say it like that. Listen, I'm just speaking facts over here. Okay. Like this, you know, Laura, it's like, oh my God, like Sonico's all had a crush on a fifth grader. And I was like, I was also in fifth grade. <laughs> we were both fifth graders. Contextualizing. Come on. Like, come on. Don't do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back after a quick break. Yick and Arthur are outside of school, and he does a little. Yick loves pranks too, which is not surprising. I know. Those stupid little water camera things, which I would. Be so livid if someone did it to me. Like, don't fucking spray water in my face. Like, that's not funny. Okay, none of these things are funny. Like, (laughs) they're not funny. I absolutely hate it. And it's just like, maybe, maybe it's like, I I have a feeling because I feel like this is a very like classic TV and movie trope of like, you know, like squirting flowers. Like, this kind of like, you know, when clowns kind of stopped being like a thing that like you could like legit invite to a party whenever mm-hmm. i hate clowns too exactly we are from a different generation that's just like this isn't none of this stuff is funny none of this stuff is normal maybe <laughs> and i feel like maybe yick and arthur were <laughs> of that last generation and they weren't cool so i think that says something i feel like the boys i knew in middle school sometimes would do like they would bring that stupid gum the gum trick the buzzer or with oh, a pen yeah. Did you ever get, did they ever get you with that? No. Oh, I used to get so pissed. <laughs> All you wanted was some gum. That happens to me sometimes. I'm like, I'm like, oh, you want some gum? Or like, or hey, like, I'm like, oh, let me use a, your pen real quick. And like, they, they hand it to you and you go to click the top and it fucking electrocutes you. It's all funny. And they're cracking up. And I'm like, I can't feel my arm. Like, why are you laughing? <laughs> this is inducing seizures, sir. Okay. This hurts. Like, what happens when you do that to Caitlin? Huh? What happens with Caitlin? Ooh. You gotta, you gotta cause a seizure. She has epilepsy, dumbass. Come on. You gonna laugh? You gonna laugh all the way to the ER with Caitlin? Huh? Huh? That's what I thought. Hmm. How about that, homeboy? <laughs> <laughs> How about that, sporty? So <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that to people. Like, call him sporty. What's it, sporty? Come on, chief. <laughs> um, come on, chief. Um, so <laughs> Yick asks uh, about like, oh, do you watch Space Cadets last night? Um, Doctor Bob is in peril. <laughs> Like, and Arthur's like, no, like his dad missed it because um, he was on a date. And he, at one point, Arthur's like, my dad is old. He's 30 something. I was like, oh my God. Like, I forgot, like, the parents in the show aren't really that old at all, even though they just look like they're old. I think it's just because of the 80s and everyone looks kind of old. Yeah. <laughs> it's the gr- the grainy video quality. But mm-hmm. I loved how. And really bad makeup, too. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, everything, like, everything looks outdated, so you just think they look old. Um, yeah. But <laughs> I love how Arthur's like, they're too old to date. They're in their, they're 30-somethings. They're too old. <laughs> it's like, ah, <"Aw>, Arthur. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, that's what he said. It was like, Arthur. But when I was that age, I used to think 30-something was, I remember when I was, like, 13, I definitely thought I'd be married. I think I would have kids by now. I thought I was going to have children. I thought I'd be, like, well on my way to retirement soon. Like... <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like and again like none, i never knew anyone like this is only movies of like you just thought that like 
people like work for maybe like 20 years and then they're just retired for the rest of it like they just like go and like do you remember do you remember on vanderpump when max or brett called sheena uh middle age and she's 33 <laughs> it's like she's a middle-aged woman i think he's like in his like 20s and he thought she was like middle age. i was like oh she's 33 no you know, how dare you they, they will soon understand they will soon understand that it's just <laughs> but i loved um i loved how arthur arthur's just going in on carol he he's so upset by her and mm-hmm. <laughs> i love how he says she's 30 something she's probably desperate to get married or something <laughs> And I was like, okay, first off, don't fucking clock me like that, Arthur. I feel I feel violated. <laughs> I I do I feel Wait, offended by that statement, sir. As someone who spent her weekend planning her <laughs> wedding, fuck you, Arthur. Fuck you, Arthur. Okay. And I'll have you know the gown that I picked was beautiful. It was beautiful. I'm not desperate to get married. I'm happy I'm not desperate. and excited to get married. Okay. I'm excited for someone to see me in that galena. So fuck you, Arthur. So fuck you, Arthur. Go to the joke shop. Yeah, go to the joke shop, you loser. No, go, yeah, go meet a girlfriend so, at, the, at the joke shop. Good luck with that. Um. So um, in our next scene, Melanie and Kathleen don't seem I, – they're like – no, Melanie's in the hallway talking to Caitlin. And Kathleen walks by and it's clear, like, they're still not really talking. And um, Melanie's like, yeah, no, I regret, you know, telling – um on kathleen about her eating disorder um and she's like and again it's 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 very clear it's made clear that kathleen's not better necessarily melanie's like i still don't see her eat so she's still kind of just out there doing her thing but she very quickly forgets about the well-being of kathleen when she sees snake <laughs> a, <laughs> that boy. Out the <laughs> a boy <laughs> uh, snake saunters over with his lanky self and um Melanie's very excited. They're so cute. They are like, so oh, cute. I want them to work so bad. Um, you know, they do their little like, hi, 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 snake. Hi, snake. Yeah. Hi, snake. <laughs> it's like that cute, like awkward, like young love. But you know, like you can read everything that they're thinking and they're trying to say, but they can't say it because they're too awkward. And so it's very cute. They're, they're so cute. And like Caitlin's in the background kind of looking at them just kind of like. And Caitlin, Caitlin almost kind of gave. cute, cute, cute. She gave off this vibe. She's like, oh my gosh, they're so young. As if like she's like in a full-on relationship with Joey at this point. She's like, they don't get it. She's like, I've dyed my hair and I wear corset belts. Like, I'm an adult. She's like, oh, to be young again. <laughs> she's like, oh God, I wish one of these crazy kids is going to get it together. No, Like, she's like an old married couple at this point. She's been on one date. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But just then, Allison shows up. Okay. What's her Allison's na- friend? I Who's, what's the other girl's name? I didn't know her name was Allison until you said that. Um, mm-hmm. I do not know her friend's name either because I feel like they're kind of side characters that never grow into real characters. So No, they're just kind of like the bitchy blonde girls who just like show up sometimes and wreak havoc. I don't remember both of their names. Um, a- it's Amy and Allison. Amy and Allison. What bitches? <laughs> Like, they're very much, like, they are the mean girls of this episode, for sure. They're the mean girls, like, because what's kind of funny is, like, Kathleen's, like, Kathleen's just 
I don't even know. She's not mean. She's mean, obviously, but she's not like a mean, like popular girl when we could talk about mean girls. But like these girls are like just straight up bitches. They're like, I'm <laughs> like, they're just, they're straight up mean girls in middle school. It's annoying. I think Kathleen is like the kind of mean where she like, she literally hates you. She's like, this doesn't like people. <laughs> like, I think, I think it's a genuine, like, She's mean. I think she probably also knows it. And she's just like, yeah, I just don't like a lot of these kids. I'm not interested in this. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I am better than you. Allison and Amy, it's more just like that mean and like that. Like, like you're just being mean just to be mean. You're not actually Mm -hmm. like, you don't really have a, there's no stance. There's no ideal in which you're you're mean people. You just are mean because you think it's cute and funny. But like Kathleen Mm -hmm. doesn't think it's cute and funny. Kathleen's just like, no, fuck these kids. (laughs) Yes. Which I, she's like, I'm a, I'm above it now. It's above me now, you know. Yeah, she's like, I'm just a bitch. Like she's like leans into it. And this is who she is. <laughs> I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. <laughs> but her song is just, I'm a bitch. 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 <laughs> that was the best thing I've ever heard. No, but she leads into it. She's a bitch. She's like, I'm a bitch because my mom's an alcoholic. My dad's never around. I'm a bitch. I have trouble. I'm not eating. I'm I'm a bitch. I just don't like, I don't like any of this right now. Like, fuck all you people. I mean, she's like, honestly, what do you actually expect of me? Like, are you, are you Oh my God. Are we like, are we leaning into Kathleen? I mean, I, I wanted to almost like. I mean, I love Kathleen this episode. She's I, great this episode. Mm-hmm. She came full circle. And I think last time we kind of saw Kathleen, we you know, we, we went through a strong hate phase of Kathleen. And then probably the last two heavy Kathleen episodes were when we found that her mom was an alcoholic. And then when we found out she had an eating disorder. And mm-hmm. so now, like, we're kind of, like, turning to the towards the apologist side almost of, like, you know what? At the end of the day, Kathleen's not fake. Like you know who she is, like at at face value, and I can That's appreciate true. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like as a viewer, like you understand, like you understand the reasoning behind this. You're like, okay, you know what? And you know, and I'll I'll get it. I think later I'll get into more of like what I like who I think Kathleen is like mm-hmm. in everyone's life. Um, mm. but yeah, I I am. I think I'm 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 leaning on the end of uh, a Kathleen apologist. Um, Ooh, I love it. Going forward, I mean, I will say I, when it comes to like bitch characters, I do like a bitch character who knows she's a bitch, like and who mm-hmm. just kind of like accepts it. It's kind of like um, I love the scene in Mean Girls when Janice is just like, yes. "I'm a mean girl. I'm a bitch, and I know that. Like, I know I am, and like I don't pretend to not be. You know, and it's like." yeah okay i can i can yeah. appreciate that <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly yeah. um oh yeah so that allison starts to flirt with snake right in front of melanie and i as it's happening i was like okay you can tell that do you remember ym magazine no oh my god ym someone who someone listening knows this because it's like a it's so of the time like a teen magazine or something it's a teen magazine um it's it does not exist anymore um but ym was like was like one of like so much like a seventeen like a a, te- a really great teen magazine that like you know gives you all like the ten tips to drive him wild but like for teenage girls so not like it's not sex stuff it's more like mm-hmm. you know teeny boppers teen shit cosmo and- po- teen- what was the teen cosmo called cosmo girl I mean the audacity that 
that they were trying to like reinvent that smut for teens. <laughs> the smut. <laughs> it really is. It's Cosmo is wild. But um, yeah. YM would oftentimes run stories about like how to flirt. And as Allison is flirting, I'm like, she read those tips because she twirls her hair. Because you always know, like, touching your hair and twirling your hair is a good way to flirt. She touches his arm. That was another one that I always read of, like, mm-hmm. you know, make 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 contact with physical contact by touching his arm. It lets him know you like him and act stupid, basically. They never said it explicitly, <gasps> but they were like, find, find a way to, you know, you know, hang out with him. So usually meant acting stupid so you can get homework help. Yeah. Make him seem that he's much smarter than you. Yeah. <laughs> Laugh at all his jokes, but don't be too funny. <laughs> Boys hate that. <laughs> make sure that he really feels confident about his manhood because you do not want to take away his masculinity because <laughs> that'll be the death of you. As you know, masculinity is so fragile, he could be emasculated. <laughs> <laughs> So Caitlin tries to tell like Melanie, like, it's okay, like it like he still likes you, like don't freak out about it. But Melanie, rightfully so, like I think any teenage girl, you know, is threatened because Allison like is really laid it on thick. Yes. And she she goes, I might as well just join a convent at this point. And I love that teen dramatics of like, my life is over, my one love is moved on, it's over for me. I have no other chances left in life. Also, I love how, like, have you not seen The Sound of Music? Because she goes back to the convent and they're like, girl, you're in love. Go get your man. And they help her it's not over get away from Nazis. So it's like, <laughs> it's never over. What What was his name? What's his, like, title? It's like Ooh, Captain Bar- Von Trapp? Captain Von Trap, bitch. You can go Captain become- Von Thirst Trap, baby. Because you know... He has that nice olive toned skin, those baby blue eyes. <laughs> I, as a resident girl with daddy issues, I love a dad. <laughs> like, he's he got all a dad. Okay, we are giving him full daddy status. Okay, he's got like twenty damn kids. Yeah, a big old house. Mm-hmm. He hires the help, and their kids still happen to love him for some reason and everyone can sing and he uses a whistle to call my name and i answer every time mm. <laughs> mm. i ooh blow whistle daddy <laughs> <laughs> also when i talk about like um we that was like one of like the two vhs like movies we had in our house um like, <laughs> you know you need about, three like, because if you had the if you had sound music on vhs it was, it double was two it was double because i had it too it was, that and Titanic that were a double so cassette. So fucking long. <laughs> yes. And like, and like uh, the second VHS, it starts off from like the inter, like the fucking intermission. So it's like a 10 minute mm. intermission. And then the second yeah. part starts. Because yes. it's like a full on like Broadway musical. They didn't cut anything for time. Nope. <laughs> but yes, um, the sound of music was part of my sexual awakening with that. Um, two of them, two, the, the one blonde Nazi that like that fell oh. in love with the, the oldest daughter oh yeah the one oh mm-hmm. and that rain scene when they went into the like the gazebo oh yeah when mm-hmm. she sings um the i am 16 going and they're like both 30. like running running up on the benches on the side and then finally they like clash into each other like dun, oh. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot 
the, him, that little Nazi boy, and then Captain Von Trapp. Done. I'm done. Put a fork. No, the in part me, that done. the part that gets me is when Captain Von Trapp and Maria. Um, I think it's when they're at the party because before Maria leaves the house, because she's like. She's like, well, I'm getting way too horned up. I'm supposed to be a nun. Like, what's going on? And like, that's literally what it is. She gets really horny. And she's like, I have to go. But he's like, when he does like the dance with her at the party. Because remember, she's like, and she's like, she's next to that other, the Baroness. And she's like a bad bitch. Because she's got all her like little dress on with the blonde hair. And then, but he dances with a Maria. And she's just wearing a little homely dress. And they dance together. And even the moment when she's just like, oh, shit, like. I'm so horny. I can't stay here. And I'm just like, because oh. <laughs> I'm Maria. I would have also left. Girl. Like, I can't stay here. <laughs> Girl, in this, in in a Christian household, you get to take what you can get with mm-hmm. those videos growing up. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, yes. Captain Von Trapp kisses Zaddy status for me for sure. Mm. Captain Von Thirstrap. Anyway, mm. <laughs> we digress. I love we related to that. How did we even? How did we even get on Sound of Music? I have no idea. <laughs> I literally, I literally just blacked oh, out. The, I have no idea what we're just talking about. Melanie, Melanie wanted to join a convent, and we're like, "Listen, honey, it's not over for you yet." Um, later, Yik, um, you know, he's still pranking people because they're fucking losers, and um, we find out that Arthur and his dad love joke shops. And he's like, yeah, but I don't like Carol. He has like, she's no like, you know, she's no sense of humor, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I have to do something about this woman because she's like really ruining our like, our guy, like our fucking man cave situation. We're dudes. Mm. We're having a great time. And she comes in and she's all like, oh, Arthur, how's school? And I'm like, oh, wow. So awful. Honestly, I was Arthur in this episode. I'll say now because mm. as a kid of divorced parents, when your parents start dating you are like i was like this i was very much like i fucking hate this person like ew like i don't know what this person's totally nice to me but i can't stand their guts yeah like like you piece yeah, of shit we'll get into it later but like i i know that feeling of like divorce is rough your parents start dating again which pretty just kind of confirms that mm-hmm. it's they're never getting back together so now you have to like pretend to like this person but you're like a hormonal teenager. So you're like, no, I fucking hate this guy. Like, stop bringing him yeah. around. <laughs> like, I hate his stupid shirts. Like, no reason. Yeah. I have no reason to hate them. Just like, I don't like how he drinks his water. Like, <laughs> very Anything. stupid stuff. Um, But after class dismisses, um, Yik is like, yeah, why don't you like play pranks on her? Play pranks, pranks on Carol to get rid of her, like the parent trap, because that movie continues to play a massive role in this podcast. It is the parent trap. Every episode is the it, parent trap. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you know, Joey um, runs into Snake, who is just talking to Allison. And he's like, man, like, Allison's such a babe, and you're so lucky, da 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 But Snake is, like, still clearly very hung up on Melanie. And... yeah. <laughs> Joey says, Melanie's a baby. Allison's a babe. <laughs> the writers are like, oh, yeah, that's a singer. Uh, good old Joey. <laughs> it's just like, God, I hate this kid, but I love him so much. <laughs> no, I love. Yeah. I think this is nice, though, because I think this is their first um, 
Because as you know, in the past episodes, we've had you know trial and error of Snake and Melanie's attempts at dates and dating, yeah. and this was we've heard a lot of Melanie's side of things of like you know how everything's gone wrong and like he's definitely not interested anymore in me. And I think last time we heard anything, Snake Melanie was like, oh, you know, oh, with twenty bucks <laughs> when when Melanie was like, oh, like let's let's try <laughs> let's try to reschedule and. And uh, Snake was like, yeah, maybe. And so we kind of got this vibe like, oh, maybe Snake's not interested anymore. And so it was nice to hear that Snake like, like was actually was also kind of like, oh, she probably is like really over me too. Like everything's just gone to shit every date we've been on. So it's really cute. Like this is very cute between the two of them. It's very cute. And it's very realistic. Like this miscommunication, basically. Mm -hmm. And the reality too, is that Melanie, you know, I love Melanie. Melanie is definitely one of my favorite characters. We love our girl. We love our, you know, our tie-wearing feminist queen. Yes. But she also needs to learn how to speak up because the reality is, and I just watched Pride and Prejudice the other day. It's the same thing that happened with um, Lizzie's mm-hmm. sister where, like, he did, the dude dips out because he's, like, well, aside from Mr. Darcy, like, saying her family was yeah. ghetto, he, like, <laughs> also. <laughs> they trash over there. Yeah, like, <laughs> Oh, they gotta. But like, aside from that, though, it's that it was like she's not giving him signals that she's interested. So it's like, it. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, I think we've all been there where like we've liked someone and like they they aren't giving it back to you. So you you move on. You're just like, okay, well, I guess Mm -hmm. it's they don't like me, and that's you know it sucks. But you just kind of move on. If all you know that person does like you, but they kind of have to like, you have to do like like someone has to speak. Yeah, boys are dumb, and you have to like, like show them you yeah. like them because they will miss have to obvious signs. Them. Back it up on them, and then they're like, "Oh, oh, okay, got it." <laughs> <laughs> but um, Luke ends up showing up, and he goes over to Tim. And he, like, wants us to talk, ask, he's asked Shane about how Shane's doing, and Tim's like, he's still unconscious, because he fucking jumped I fucking loved Tim. I feel like Tim, Tim is the embodiment of, like, of us in Degrassi. He was like, bitch, like, what you think? <laughs> like, again, the look, the look. We'll have to get a screen grab and post it this week. Like, the look that he gave Luke of, like, bitch. He literally fell off a bridge. He's not awake. So no, he is not well. Like, <laughs> like it's like, and you of all people should fucking know. Like, it was just. Like <laughs> but Luke's like, he doesn't want to go to the hospital because he's like, oh, he claims, oh, this was shade. He's like, oh yeah, me like we're not we're not that close. It's like. You did acid with hospitals, him. Hospitals, you know. Hospitals, you know. Like you and LD need to go talk. Like you guys are best friends. You guys would love. <laughs> go hit up LD and y'all sit around and not and not go to hospitals together. Because <laughs> Luke is so toxic. Luke he's, is so toxic. He's, he's like the toxic. guy that's like. He's so toxic. He's like, ugh. like he he's just like the most. He's the embodiment of the most terrible person ever. Yeah. Like any because again like whatever you're you're choosing he chose and is choosing continually to like show who he is as a human yeah because because okay we haven't said this but like 
whatever happened between he and Shane at the end of the day, Luke left Shane mm-hmm. and didn't like the Shane was found. He wasn't like the police didn't weren't sent there. Like Luke, Luke like was out of there. Yeah. Um, and decided to like <laughs> to leave at the end. You know, at the end of the day, whatever. Like you. That but, that's that's but, how you are. But that's what the issue is too, because it's like, I mean, I've never done acid before, but from what I know about hallucinogens in general, and people I've known who've done it, is like you need a babysitter if you're doing that you need stuff. Someone, to take someone you needs exactly. to be there with you because it's like, especially because Shane was had never done it before, and you yeah. have, and you left him, and it's like you don't. You don't leave your – I mean, that's just – it's not even drugs. Like, anytime you know you don't leave your friends behind when they're messed up. Like, if they're too drunk, if they're too high. Like, you just don't exactly. – You don't do that. Even, like – though you may not be, like, directly responsible for what happens to them. That's still your friend. You don't you don't leave them out exactly. there like that. It's just not – it's not cool. It's, it's fucked up. That's what – really what it is. It has less to do with him doing acid with him and more to do with the fact that you left him. Exactly. And that's the this foul. the actions that he took after again, like action after action after action where he eventually could have, with his conscience, known like, you know what? I need I need to come I need to come to terms of like what happened and I need to be honest about it. And yeah. he never did. And he didn't. And it it's it's pretty and, it's pretty awful actually. And the fact that a teenager, like a teen and we've already come to like Luke is like twenty five years old. He's still in middle school. Um, but like, what 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 fourteen year old is doing acid multiple times at that age? I don't know. But um, you know he he's not a good person, and he he multiple times could have like he could have his conscience could have hit him, and he could have been like, you know what, I need I need to fess up. And he like even under all the pressure of his conscience of like knowing what happened. Uh, under whatever you know whatever actions that he took this is the situation that's here now mm-hmm. and he never fessed up and that's crazy and he's still trying to make excuses for it psychopath. it's like it's, psychopath. it's fucking fucked up um but of course later on we see our queen nancy who is responsible for the open house because <laughs> she's also responsible for this whole school she's like she is she's the principal. sga she's like she's doing everything <laughs> this girl's <laughs> resume like i, I love nancy <laughs> I, I wish we got, I wish Nancy was a main character. I would love to just see like the inner workings of Nancy's life of like just like she I feel like she she comes I think she comes from a family of like overachievers too. She definitely is like she goes home, her parents are also about their shit and everyone's like just mm-hmm. we're that family. Like my dad is like a lawyer, my mother's like uh an award winning child psychologist. I say that because Nancy <laughs> yeah. is so emotionally mature. She has to have a therapist in house with her constantly. That's the only way you end up being that way, you know. And exactly. she's just like everyone in her family is just doing really well. Like her dad, her brother is at Harvard. Um, I mean, Harvard was actually his second choice, but like he's at Harvard, no big mm-hmm. deal. Like, and Nancy's on like the same track, and she's just oh, she's great. <laughs> yeah, and you know they're kind of getting. They're getting ready for this meeting. It's going to be, you know, the, they always have student committees for like, or like student planning meetings, which I guess I kind of remember from high school, actually, now that I yeah. think of it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, there's some of that. And so, you know, after school or at lunchtime, you have these, you know, meetings to kind of discuss what's going to happen, ask for volunteers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and 
I think like Alex, Alex is like bothering her about like how to, how best to say welcome to Degrassi, and Nancy <laughs> does not have time for it. <laughs> I know. I love it. Like, it's just like <laughs> Nancy has the committee to run. It doesn't have time for his minuscule questions. Like she's on a deadline. She's always on a deadline. For she's like, something. I have a committee to run. I have to I have to like get the newspaper edited and out to press. I have to meet with the superintendent of schools as principal of Degrassi Junior High. I have to be the superintendent to talk about funding. Like, I, like, I'm doing shit, guys. I have to like, go visit Shane because I'm the only one that visits him. I know. Like, I, and I might visit him. Like, I have to take his vitals and, like, change his bedpan. Like, I am also his nurse. <laughs> like, <laughs> she, Nancy does everything. <laughs> like, she, Nancy, Nancy is holding Degrassi together. Nancy's honestly. holding Canada together. She's like, and I have to go over to Manitoba. Like, I have a whole thing over there, too. Like, she just... <laughs> Nancy for prime minister. And the I maple, the maple syrup is late this season, so that's a whole debacle. Yes, the tapping is late. The tapping's late, which means that like our entire relationship with the United States is in jeopardy because as our main export, if we don't get the maple syrup down to the Americans, God knows what'll happen. Like she's like, this is like the Cold War. It could be <laughs> nuclear war. Like why is no one understanding how much pressure I'm under? <laughs> And you're asking me, Alex, about saying welcome to Degrassi, okay? But, I mean, honestly, thank you, Nancy. We are living in the world 2020. Like, even though it's still shitty, but like, we, it could have been shitty, you know, 40 years ago. She did so her best. Thank, thank God to Nancy that this current predicament that we're now in has been has been postponed until now. So good it happened a lot earlier. I'm going to get a Nancy tattoo it's on my back. Just like her face Ooh. with her glasses. <laughs> I mean... I mean, I'm considering it. L- listener, go get a Nancy tattoo and show us. Oh, a Nancy pinup girl with the glasses. Yes. And she's like, she has like a Canadian flag she's holding because she's just like, it's like oh carrying god. the country. Oh my god. Nancy, love it. Um, so love it. <laughs> they're at this meeting and um, of course Melanie walks in because she's going to join this meeting because snakes there and drops her stuff and allison laughs at her and kathleen sees this and kathleen has a moment where she kind of like she sees it she kind of smirks like melanie just like shakes her head like mm-hmm. tragic <laughs> <laughs> I no it was i mean the the kind of like side b shots we get of kathleen this episode are very telling like you know she's it's very aware that she's observing everything mm-hmm. she's very aware um and that's that's why you know we're 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 turning a new leaf with Kathleen and we're appreciative, but I feel Kathleen or not I don't feel Kathleen at this point, but I feel Melanie at this point because that bitch Allison, whatever her name is, is such she's being such a fucking bitch because like there's there's something to say about people that like that like purposefully laugh at something and overtly laugh at something that's not that funny yeah like there's a special place in hell for those people <laughs> maybe that's extreme but like <laughs> i mean maybe okay well, no, it's maybe laughing not at people you're being you're being because she didn't like she just dropped her stuff she didn't like comically fall down that was like oh that's kind of funny like she just dropped her things like 
Yes. Okay. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's she's, so she's giving up very bitchy vibes. She's laughing at someone that, like, accidentally does something and is, like, making it a big deal. She's the type of person that, like, makes... Um, she, she's a Regina George. She's someone that makes someone's life a living hell in school for no reason other than that they decided that they didn't like you and wanted to place you in that position. And she also did that I so even, annoying I wouldn't even give her a Regina George, though, because Regina George, I think, deserves our respect because she's like an alpha bitch she's a fucking gretchen wieners like you're like you're just a bitch like oh, yeah. and you're annoying but you're an that, annoying yeah. bitch at least regina's kind of scary like <laughs> and you have to like yeah. respect her Gretchen's just like annoying and the only power you hold is because you're next to regina that's all you're nobody she's she gretchen. does she does that thing where she's like she like she looks at you and then she turns and whispers probably whispers loudly into the boy that you're wanting to talk to mm-hmm. and like makes it very like like touchy feely and like they're obviously whispering about you or like they laugh and so you think that they're whispering at you and everything's plotted everything's planned to make you feel like shit Oof. this is like i mean like i mean did i feel triggered i don't know i don't know maybe i'm getting my feelings about this girl because she really I, is the worst. I think you're a little triggered <laughs> but i understand because we all we've all been there it's like just kind of like exactly just mean and if you if you if you weren't if you weren't melanie you were kathleen and you witnessed it and you're just like what like who does that yeah you're just a fucking bully after that arthur is at his house and so is yicks with him and that's when arthur's dad and carol come in and dad introduces carol to yick um arthur is clearly set up a whoopee cushion underneath the couch cushion. So he like offers Carol a seat and she's like, no, I'm fine. He's like, oh, no, I insist you're tired. And she's like, no, I'm fine. I've, I drank three Coke zeros. I'm doing great. No. Um, probably so, did a line of Coke. She probably did. Like they're, it's the eighties. They work in the post office too. So, you know, it's like, it's real crazy over there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, but it looks like Arthur's dad and Carol have plans again. So they're not going to go to Joe's. They're, they're in a bowling league, which sounds very. I think. I think that's a euphemism for having sex. Um, they definitely are in a swingers club, like, yeah. <laughs> like you know. Okay, okay. The fact I don't. I mean, I think every bowling league is kind of just a front for a swingers club. Yeah. Like, are you really? Are you really just there for the bowling? I doubt it. Are you really just? Do, um, are you just bowling for hours? Like, of course not. Like they, it, it has to be. A, <laughs> definitely not. And the fact that they, while both two teenagers um, that like just recently met Carol um, and her, the dad decides to slap her butt. Yeah. Like, that they're, was, they're getting freaky they're in the freaks. freaky sense. They're freaks. You know, yeah, you're right. Because like that, I actually was like, <gasps> like I, I like gas. I was like, oh, he like, like, sure, like slaps her ass in front of the kids. I'm like okay dad like feet away <laughs> like not like they were in the kitchen and like arthur happened to catch a glimpse like literally they turn around and he just like slaps the grass her butt <laughs> and i'm like oh no <laughs> yeah so that uh yik is like after he slips ace he's like hey like you think and it's very obvious he's like you think they bone it's like yeah they do if he if if that dad is slapping her ass in front of you guys he's like all kinds of things are happening in that bedroom like trust me yeah, like, there's definitely, like, let's talk about it. Um, Arthur's dad is full on ditching his live-in 
teenage son, his sole responsibility at this point. He is fully just ditching him on a regular basis to go hang out with Carol. He's going to fucking bowling league, quote unquote, swingers club. Like he's <laughs> he's having the time of his life. He's having his like middle life crisis of like the post divorcee that's like finally like living out his like his like fun, sexy, like young life that like he never got to do with his like old like raggedy wife and (laughs) (laughs) now now carol's like now now carol is just this like sex monster in his life (laughs) that he sees but really it's just carol the other male lady (laughs) (laughs) my house watcher sort mail but you know i actually this is one episode where i i see both sides the kid and child the kid and parent it's like arthur um it's interesting looking back as being a, a a kid of divorce and like understanding where Arthur comes from, being the kid, mm-hmm. not getting it. And like it sucks. Your parents divorce and they start dating again, and it kind of like like I said earlier, like it kind of confirms things are gonna stay this way probably. And yeah. um, also being a kid and not fully understanding your parents are adults and are full people, and like. You know, and I think he, he gets it at the that. end, I think, a little bit. They're like, it's complicated. And, like, you know, I, I, I think of myself when I was that age and being, like, a bitch to my mom's boyfriends and stuff. And I think I was justified still just because I think I was still – as a kid, like, you can't yeah. – like, you can't look into it too much. You can't take it that deep. I was a fucking kid. And to me, it seemed reasonable. But looking back, you're like, oh, you know, my mom's like an adult and she's like a woman and she's like has other like the wants and needs outside of me. And when you're a kid, you don't see it. You know, like you just yeah. don't, you just don't, can't, you can't see it. You think your parents are just yeah. too old to be doing anything. You think they should be like, they should be waiting for you when you get home after school and not have a life, but they have a life. And it's like, it's one of those things I think everyone learns. Divorced parents are not, it's like getting older and realizing your parents are just people like yeah and it's it's so it's it's that one thing when you recognize it i think i think it's like truly the transition from childhood to adulthood of realizing your, your yes, parents are just maturity. fucking people who don't know what they're doing either and make mistakes and are sexual they are yeah. sexual people and if, i know you're <laughs> your parents <laughs> see it's hard for you to say because your parents are still together for me it's like you know my parents are sexual and like they like have sex probably and that's just like something that just they do and because i'm an adult and i have sex and i am a person and one day i may have kids and i will be like getting it in and shit and like having to like it's a weird thing to reconcile yeah. what i'm trying to tell you lord is your parents have sex and i hope you're thinking about it right now i know um <laughs> I know. <laughs> but anyway um the next morning arthur he wakes up and he goes to walk into his dad's room to wake him up. And dad and Carol definitely fucked because she's topless. And you see her bra is like on the there chair. Are clothes all over. So, you know, they came home from bowling and they just like ripped their clothes off and just like did it. They, oh, they did the classic movie trope where it's just oh, like. God. <laughs> they're like they're like kissing at Oliver, kissing down the hall, and then like up against the door, trying to open the door, and then like shedding clothes as they go okay, through the hallways until real, they get to right? the bedroom. No, right? But okay, I'm like I'm, I'm saying this because like I it's it's very common like the whole like you're like yeah, fumbling, but it's impossible I'm to like, do no in real life. <laughs> no, 
does that, right? Dude, okay, okay. First of all, first how? of all, um, if 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 the lighting is not good enough in a room, I can't even like not trip on something. And well, I'm just like trying to get about like in a in a dill lit room. Let alone like like passionately making out with someone, trying to take off my clothes, trying to get somewhere in my house. Let alone someone else's stranger's house. I like have only been to twice. Forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah. No, I like. I'm glad that you like confirmed that because. I've seen that my whole life, and I've always like, I've never done that. And I was just like, "Does anyone do that, or am I just like very vanilla and pouring?" No, we we get Especially- we get to the bed and we remove our clothing by ourselves, our our own respective clothing, and then we fold them before we do oh, anything. Fancy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and we fold our laundry and then we kneel by the bed and we pray. <laughs> then we do it. <laughs> we pray and then and then after intercourse we sleep in our separate twin beds. Well no, after to, intercourse you know, we shower and then we sleep in our separate We shower twin beds. and I put on my um my white angelic virgin nightgown and <laughs> we sleep in our separate beds. Yes. Because we're Lucy and, and Ricky. Yes. <laughs> we're in the we're in the nineteen fifties. <laughs> But when he does realize that she like they had sex, he's like, he I think he feels betrayed. He's a little bit like, he he waited too long. I was like, you should have opened him like, because the door. He kind of he stood was there staring too long for about ten seconds, like almost ten seconds. Like okay, basic child instinct is that if you ever see your parent like visibly without clothes or visibly in a bed waking up like some, when you look in there and you're like something something's different yeah the immediate reaction should be slam the door closed get down the hallway get dressed and go to school and never ever bring it up again no instead just arthur just happen. like stuck his head in and just like watched like he's like sat there and i was like dude like no you're being you're being really creepy like stop it yeah like very very creepy he's being very creepy um but later yeah. um actually like like shortly thereafter because they're in the kitchen now and arthur's eating breakfast and it's awkward and um very awkward sorry arthur asks his dad if he and carol will get married and i was like sorry but carol and dad are just boning his dad is like and this is where he goes wrong as a parent and i think a lot of parents of you know single parents or divorced parents go wrong is like yeah, no, don't bring someone around your kid unless you think it's going to be serious. Because it seems to me, because he's like, oh, I, he's like, I think there's commitment here, but we don't know. It's like, it's, but it still, it still seems like you guys are still kind of iffy about what you're doing. And it's like, yeah, don't, maybe don't have him sleep over at the house. Like, it's a little bit confusing. And also now he's seen you guys post coitus and he's asking questions. Uh-huh. And now you're like, oh, well, like, I don't know, like, really. We're like together, but not like you're too old to be like in this whole like, you know, it's complicated phase and having to explain yeah. that to your kid. Like, just I don't know, just like go to a motel like regular adults. Like, why? Yes. Or this go to Carol's place. Does Carol have kids? Like, go to Carol's apartment and go fuck there. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> There's honestly so many like steps that could have been taken to prevent this from happening. Number one, lock your door. Lock your door that prevents, and then that's a big then, one, you know. <laughs> like, it knowing but you know, Canadians knowing don't like that, locked doors, that's true. But I mean, again, knowing that you're about to fuck and your teenage son is in the other room in an apartment, um, maybe just lock the door. And 
if if that's not the case, maybe you suggest, hey, Carol, maybe you don't sleep over tonight, you know? I haven't really had a discussion with my son yet. Or be like, uh, hey, I, uh, I Carol, have... I got a car, you know. Can... <laughs> hey! <laughs> park, you know, park somewhere and do something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so many other situations. And I, I have some feelings about um about arthur's dad i think i'm i think i'm gonna voice them now um <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna you wait you said yet. it so formally um, like i think i'm gonna voice them <laughs> I, was, I was like wondering do i bring it up now or do i bring it up later um <laughs> so uh we we've heard about arthur you know stephanie really really isn't in the picture anymore in the realm of degrassi no. but we learned that arthur and stephanie's parents They've got some really interesting ideas about how to proceed in this post separation period oh, and yeah. post divorce situation with their ch- with the children. Yes. Um, number one, they had a very weird custody situation that eventually <laughs> turned into a, like a custody battle in court. Um, and both of them, both Arthur's mother and father, decided to, um, if not date, so instead, and their mother's, um perspective as uh, she d- started dating jerry very quickly and then married him very quickly and then they won the lottery and they're and jerry's like so like he's living his best life like jerry's like oh my living- god i got so lucky because <laughs> you because you know any any guy named jerry who was single without any kids and is like yeah I'll marry you with your two teenage kids. Uh-huh. I'll move right in. I remember he had the whole Sketchy. thing with Stephanie and she was like going through depression and she was very rude to him. Yeah. You know, he right now he's like, I'm glad I stuck it out because I almost d- dumped you because of her, her sh- shitty daughter, do- her shitty daughter. But I stuck around and now lottery. we're both millionaires. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah, that's sketchy. That's sketchy. And the fact that that's just that was a very problematic situation. Now with and then with their dad, who again, like whatever whatever situation is happening, it kind of seems like he's just the fun guy. You know, he's always with the joke shops. He's he's very much a friend of Arthur rather than a dad. Probably Arthur's not getting into any trouble, so I don't think it matters. But the mm-hmm. fact that he's like, yeah, like this doesn't put any thought to like like introducing bringing Carol around. Like, like slapping her ass in front of them, <laughs> sleeping with her, like whatever date this is, date two or three or whatever, <laughs> and like having her sleep over while her while Arthur is there. Like you, you could have you could have gone to Carol's place. You could like there is very very amateur, like wrong decision making, like that was not putting the. That was not putting Arthur in in his decision making at all, and mm-hmm. it's unfortunate, honestly. But I also am like, it was the eighties, so I feel like there wasn't so much the. I feel like back then it was very much like, here's your new dad, here's your new mom, like get used yeah, to no, it. I definitely like, think that so... people are, I think our, our understanding of how to deal with kids in this these situations is a bit more evolved. Yeah. I do think that was like that age of like you just kind of suddenly had a new parent 
And then yeah. that was like, you just kind of dealt with it and like no one was really talking to you about it. And I, I think that would actually give this episode some higher 80s Canadianist points because I think it is like of the time where like, why is no one talking to Arthur about what's going on? Like from like 2020 eyes, I'm like, maybe you should like, we, we know better. Like you probably shouldn't be engaging with Carol like this so openly with him because it's just not, it's not kosher. It's yeah. not like helpful for him and. It's not clear Arthur, what's going on with for him. Arthur's literally asking, like, okay, so you're gonna marry her? Like, he thinks, he thinks, okay, so obviously, if you're bringing her around, that means that you guys are serious. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm a child. Yeah, <laughs> Arthur, Arthur's like thinking rationally, and he's like, oh, okay, so Carol's like, you guys are serious? Like, when are you guys getting married? And his dad's like, oh, marriage? I don't know about that. We're just fucking. And it's just like, <laughs> but, it's no, like, but, and he, then but Arthur think, says it because he says to Yick, he's like. Next thing you know, she's going to have her toothbrush over and then a suitcase because he saw it happen yeah. with Jerry. So he's he's doing the classic kid thing of like yeah. uh, patterns where I saw this happen. So I, therefore, this is also going to happen here because this is what I understand. It's fucking good. So I don't, yeah. And that's why I'm, I, don't, I don't blame as much as much as Arthur's being a little shit. I don't blame oh, no, him. I'm, I'm very like, sympathetic Arthur, I get it. Him. Like he's fucking good. He's a dumb kid who doesn't fucking it's know very- what's going on. It's very unfortunate. It's very like, I mean, like honestly, I kind of, I kind of wish that Arthur was like acting out because it would have made his character a lot more fun. Yeah, to be like him having like a real like rebel because like now it's just like, well, my parents just fucked me over, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna act out. <laughs> and, and he's not. He's just like the most like serene, like well-behaved boy ever. It's like, damn it, Arthur, come on. So the worst he did was like put a whoopee bad. cushion under a, a couch cushion and like that's about it. Um, but so in our next scene, Caitlin's talking to Joey and this is when, oh, this is when we see her in that cute corset belt thing. And I was like, ooh, which has come, that look has come back actually. I've seen a lot of that. And I was like, that's like really cute. I think it's a little bit, in my opinion, not to be like, you know, mm. a prudish adult. I think it's a little bit too mature. I think for a girl in middle school, I think it's a little bit, you know, it's a corset. I'm like, it's a lot, I don't know how to feel with that. But it was still very cute. I liked it. Um, but Joey's kind of like trying to get Caitlin to keep his mom away from Mr. Radish's class. You know, Joey, Joey being Joey, basically. But Caitlin yeah. runs to Mel and she encourages her to ask Snake out. Um, and <laughs> Arthur tells Yick about – he sees him about uh, seeing his dad and Carol together and <laughs> Yick's Yick just like is getting hot and heavy he's like pretty naked I'm like have you seen Arthur's dad do you want to picture him naked just say he was Carol naked just say that we know, we know what you mean <laughs> I mean this I mean it's an Arthur and Yick episode we have seen that they're Anytime that one of them has any encounter with a sexual thing, it is then in turn their sexual thing. Like if yeah. one of them does it, they both did it. Mm-hmm. And I think <laughs> Yik was very Yik was like a teenage boy, like, they fucked? Like, oh my gosh. And then Arthur's like, It's my dad. Like, stop asking me those yeah, questions. Yeah, stop asking questions. And like <laughs> also it's clear Arthur's in distress because I think this is actually the scene where he's like Next thing you know, she's going to move in. They're going to get married. Like, yeah. he's, like, not – it's not tantalizing to Arthur, understandably, because it's his dad. But for Yit, right, he's right, just right. like, boy, a yoing. Like, tell me about <laughs> Carol. 
<laughs> Carol, the post office. Boner alert. <laughs> so, um, Luke, uh, okay, so Luke approaches Tim again and he asks to give, uh, to ask to give Shane a card. You know, of course, Shane is unconscious. So, what? So he asks him to go, like, hey, give him this card. And that's when Tim flips out and he's just like, Tim's over it. Tim's over it. We, we, we already. We gave a good breakdown of who Tim was last episode. Tim is like, mm-hmm. I'm sick of hearing from you, Luke. Like, seriously, like, he, you left him. Like, we all know what you did. Like, you a piece, you ain't shit. Like, I'm not about to be a part of this bullshit. Like, which good for him. Like, Tim mm-hmm. is fucking over it and walks away in a huff. And Luke's just left standing there. Um, and everyone's just, like, looking at Luke. Like, I wonder if at this point did everyone know about that or was it just a Tim knew about it? Or was that the moment when everyone found out? Because I, I have a vague memory of of watching later episodes. I think Luke becoming a pariah because of what happened. And like, oh, Luke, like, isn't a good guy, you know? I think it's definitely, I think a rumor is definitely starting. Because I don't know if it's this scene or the scene before with him and Luke. Um, Tim's like, you were the one that did acid with him. And so I think, like, they're, like, it's... Like, things are being rumored again. Like, Shane was at the concert with the rest of the school, like, talking about, like, is this acid? Is this thing a paper? Is this acid? Like, there's definitely, like, people have overheard. Like, so I think the rumor, and again, with this situation, I think the rumor is definitely, like, building um, of, like, of, like, what what happened between the two of them. Um, and I think, like, it's, prob- it's probably, like, a rumor among some. I think probably a lot of people are, like, Surely, surely a fourteen-year-old is not doing acid. Surely that wasn't it. (laughs) They probably have like a rational brain. (laughs) Not, not in my can. Not Shane. He's a baby daddy. He's got a child to take care of. Surely Shane wouldn't do that. So later on, Mel Melanie is in the bathroom, and she's put on. She's beat that face. She's beat that face bloody. Okay, she is. Full cake <laughs> ass makeup. She's in the mirror and she's like, she's rehearsing how she's gonna ask Snake out. And my first thought was, Allison's gonna be in that fucking stall. That's I was what like, I oh shit, too. she's gonna be in that stall because that, that one stall was closed. Like, well, Allison's gonna come out and be like, do like a slow clap, like, well, well, well. Looks like you're interested in Snake. I don't know, some like fucking TV villain bullshit. <laughs> Look who's got their look together now. Huh. Look who's interested in the boy. Like, I don't know, like, just be like a full bitch. But to my pleasant surprise, it's Kathleen who ominously flushes the toilet. <laughs> and walks out. <laughs> Which is oh, my, favorite, my, my favorite kind of entrance is just flushing a toilet and opening a door. <laughs> Kathleen is our queen this episode. She's, she's giving us. She's really selling it this episode. <laughs> She she took a she took a note out of Miss Vula's sass petty Miss Petty Betty's yes. chapter book. Our patron saint of Vula. Petty Vula. Our patron saint of Betty, Miss Vula. And um Kathleen came she came out of that stall ready. She was ready. You know, you know, she she was she probably was about to walk out as Melanie was was walking into the into the bathroom. She's like let me just wait. Let me see. Why, let, let me hear what this bitch got to say. Let me hear what this bitch got to say. Yeah. She's probably in there like filing her nails like on the toilet. 
just like crossed her legs like she's done she's done with everything she just then she's she's waiting in there just to hear what happens <laughs> she's like i've been down with the toilet for hours sweaty i've been waiting for you to come out because you because you know like <laughs> kathleen would do some shit like that she would be like i'm gonna post up in the girls bathroom because you know you know that is where all the hot goss comes out is the girl's bathroom. When she walks out, Kathleen's, I mean, Mel, she's like, Ugh, and she like runs out, basically. Scurries away. Like, Yikes, <laughs> Kathleen. No. She's like, zoinks. And like, runs out. <laughs> like full on Scooby-Doo, like the fucking, like pedal legs and like runs Yes. <laughs> There's papers <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> but, um, so they're, they're, um, it's, it's, so open house is happening. Um, Allison and Melanie are like competing. Like they're, they're competing over Snake at this point because Melanie has decided, okay, I need to step my pussy up. I need to like fucking get in Snake's face and like I'm trying to get my man. And Allison's like, okay, bet girl, I'm doing the same thing. So they're um, they're complimenting him and they're like both trying to like be his partner to do the tours. Kathleen, because it's always good to have a friend in power. Because she's sitting at her little desk and she's like, I'm actually Mel is Melanie is paired with Snake. And Allison's like, says who? And Kathleen says, says my list. And I was just like, <sighs> I love. Okay, it which has changed so my much. future for Kathleen. I used to say the worst thing about Kathleen. I think Kathleen, as she gets older, it's gonna be like the mid '90s. So it's gonna be like the cl- clubbing in New York has really popped off, mm-hmm. and Kathleen is like in like with the club kids, and she's like in like down. She's in like oh, fucking yes. Christopher Street downtown. She's like. And she's at the, she's working the door. Kathleen is that bitch at the door who's like. Yes, because she has a career in it. She's going to make a career out yeah, of it. Yeah, she of like knows how to make a career out of lists and telling who is allowed to be come in, who's not. And she's yeah. good at it. And I think that was her practice of like being out front of like a nightclub and being like, mm-hmm. Fridge can't come in. They're like, says who? And she's like, says my list. And that's it. It's just like. <laughs> Shut down. Closes the red rope. <laughs> like you know that episode of Sex in the City when it's that one they go to that restaurant. They keep trying to get into that one restaurant, and the girl bed. I don't think it's bed. It's it it's bed? like it's a it's a restaurant. It's like because I think bed was a nightclub. It was a restaurant they're trying to get yeah. into, and this one like model looking girl who like, wears a hat and she like refuses Samantha and Carrie entrance until. One day, Carrie, like, was gives it, her a tampon, and then suddenly she's, like, always allowed in. Was it the one that she eventually meets the younger, like, waitress, waiter guy? That Samantha meets the waiter guy? I don't remember. That's, like, everything's raw at the restaurant? They, listen, no, Sex no, no, and no, City. I don't think it's that one. I think it's, like, an earlier episode. I think it's around the time when, um, I think it's around the time when Carrie had slept with big when he was married to natasha and then she kind of was like blacklisted a little bit and like they keep trying to get into this one place and like she's like they're she will not let them in and then carrie does her a solid and gives her a tampon and then like they're always allowed in after that but it's that same thing where the girl's just like at the door just like she has the power and she's like you're not you can't come in like you're gone to her head it's got her head her hat is big because her power's gone to her head and she's just like, you can get in. Mm-hmm. I think Kathleen will become that girl who's just like, sorry, the list says you're not on it. <laughs> her accent's gone. No, she's not Canadian anymore. <laughs> but Melanie, um, so she she gets paired up with Snake and I was just like, redemption for Kathleen. Because she does a little smirk she does too. Mm-hmm. She kind of like smirks. I'm like, 
Emily, look at you. Like, I still got you, bitch. She's like, I got you. Yeah. Got you back. That's okay. That's what I wanted to mention earlier mm-hmm. about Kathleen is that, yes, was Kathleen a descendant of Nazis? Yes. yes. Does Kathleen have a terrible family home life? Has she been a terrible friend to Melanie? Yes. But she is that friend in your life that like, yes, it's an extremely toxic friendship, but like they're still like a ride or die. So like at the end of the day, like <laughs> the toxic friendship that like at the end of the day at the nightclub, they're going to be throwing hands. Yeah. Like, or at the end of the day, it's like, I, I can shit on you. You can, it's like a, a, like a sibling. Like I can say, mm-hmm. I, I can pick yes. on you. I want, but you will, don't you dare come from my sister. And I think it's that. Yes. It's that kind of like attitude that I think, um, I think with age, Kathleen will learn to be a kinder person to her friends. But I think yeah. it's that kind of, I think, ferocity of like, I think loyalty in that way that I think is actually admirable uh-huh. because it's, it's, I think it's, it's, um, it's complicated when you're a kid, but I think with an, as an adult, yeah. that can be a really great trait where like, I will look out for my, for each other, we'll look out for each other. And like, I won't let you sink like in that moment when things are like shitty or when you're being picked on or being like preyed upon, like I will step up and that's when I will ramp. I'll use my bitchiness in the best way. Like to fucking yeah, like, yeah, protect exactly. you, and it's like, ooh, it's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it's like you you want to have you want to have the pit bull on your side. You don't want to be working against the pit bull. Yeah. And like Kathleen is that pit bull, and she exactly like she's like a very much like <laughs> it's it's toxic. At the end of the day, it's like like not not the same, but like the mob mentality of just like yo, like like it's terribly toxic of like the sense of loyalty, but. At the end of the day, like if you mess if you mess with my family, mob wives, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> like I'm gonna fuck you up. I will say, despite uh, Kathleen's issues, uh, no, in her personal life and stuff, we've never seen Kathleen falter in front of people. Like, like she always stands yeah. up for herself, and that's like something we can also like, like respect is that she never lets someone like. Even though she, I think Kathleen's very much aware, probably that people around her in school don't like her, but she doesn't let that like let herself be like not obviously to let herself be bullied but she like stands up for herself and she stands in who she is like yeah it's like kind of that thing of like you know like um what they talk about like you know like that you kind of have to learn to not dismantle but you have to learn to kind of like break down as you get older of like these are kind of um uh skills that you learn to kind of like self preserve and self-protect at a young age Mm -hmm. because of what you've gone through of like you know it's like the idea of like you know like i had to build this wall up because i needed to protect myself and then as you get older and you're more independent you have to like and then you're like in friendships and relationships and you're like not letting people in and you're like okay but like you need to let people in and so yeah it's like the kind of thing that you have to like unlearn as you get older and you're like independent in your own self you have to unlearn the kind of like um self-protecting mechanisms that you that you had to have as a child to protect yourself Mm -hmm. that were good but now as you're older you need to unlearn yeah so okay so melanie and snake are doing their tour together and i immediately noticed that melanie had a little somewhere too which is just like she didn't she didn't do that trick where you like put your finger in your mouth Oh, I don't do the, I don't do you, finger. You I finger, do tissue. Well, it, in and in the world of coronavirus, it's not really sanitary anymore. But before, if you were like wearing lipstick, you like put your finger in your mouth and go like a little, 
and you like pull it you out have to. so you get that get that excess. Yeah, or you blot but she did not do she that. did not and she got lipstick on a teeth. All over. And um, in that moment, she decides to ask Snake out to a movie. And it turns out that Snake is going to Allison's party that he invited her to earlier in the episode. And he's like, oh, but you know, I can ask her if she can come. But you know she'll say no. Like, she's not going to let that happen. And Melanie's like, well, yeah. I don't want you to have to, like, invite me or whatever. See, Mel, <laughs> Mel should have been bold and be like, yeah, ask her. Yeah. That's what, like, if <laughs> – I mean – she ain't me. If I mean, she's not a Gemini. Clearly, she ain't again, I, been me, she, I would have done it. <laughs> but also, like you're you're working against like the like in my mind, like she's she knows she's like she knows she's a bitch bitch in the school. Mm-hmm. Like, like she's she's blatantly but making see, fun of Melanie. That's why you call her school. bluff. Like she is. Though. Oh, that's true. But it's Melanie. She she doesn't have that confidence yet. Yeah, I was like, let's go find her right now. And we do it in front while I'm there. I'm like, yeah, and just <laughs> say no, bitch, in front of me. Say no. And she won't. Even my 28-year-old self wouldn't have done that. I'd be like, oh, okay, have fun at the party. But the funny thing is, this rem- this reminds me of actually my mom and my dad. Not in the same way, but um, so... My parents met, um, they were both working at the same um, psychiatric um, hospital center. Well, I will say my parents just celebrated their 35th anniversary Yay. this past week. My parents, I mean, I, I, I do like, Congratulations. like say funny things about them, but my parents are actually, they're like, they're like disgustingly cute. Aww. Like they're, they're like, yeah, they're like the, the, like, I would make fun of them if they weren't my real parents, if they were my parents. Um, That's sweet. But they met there and like, there's always this story that my parents told. So um, my dad uh, was like, inviting my mom to like a church picnic or something. Um and my mom was like, oh, like, actually, like, I'm getting together with another friend. Like, she, like, so basically my dad asked my mom out um, to an event that weekend. And my mom was like, oh, like, I have other plans, like, kind of insinuating that she had another date. I don't know if she said she had another date, but it turned out that she did have another date that weekend. And she wasn't going to be able to make it. And so <laughs> my <laughs> my dad goes, was like, Honey, oh, I'm hot commodity, okay. <laughs> But my dad goes, oh, it's okay. You can bring him too. <laughs> like, like being like almost like, 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 hey, I was asking you out. But also, no, I wasn't. It was just a friendly invite. Like, but it was like, but knowing my dad, like, it was just like a very friendly thing to do. <laughs> so, so yeah, basically, like, yeah, um, turns, I don't, I don't know who that other person was, but yeah, my parents ended up together. So, um, yeah, but it just reminds me of like anytime it's like it's like oh like you know like oh you have other plans it's okay just invite them too it's all right you guys can come too. <laughs> like, oh, so yeah, he tells her that she's got stuff on her teeth and she's very embarrassed, as I would. But also, like he did, you did do a solid. Yeah. You know, go wipe it off. Um, yeah. So a quick scene where Yick um, encourages Arthur to talk to his dad, and um, we see that. <laughs> Arthur's dad has brought Carol to open to the open house, and this is where I stop agreeing with the dad. So I'm like, why would you bring this woman this- to the open house for your son? Who, like, that's not inappro- it's inappropriate. And honestly, as Arthur's mother, it- I'd be upset yeah. by that. Like, I like, like, this is where you keep. 
I'm, a, again, stickler for when you introduce significant others to your kids. At all times, I feel like there should be like a time limit in which you can start bringing your partner into your child's life. Because now you're bringing this woman to her open house, which is like an open house slash parents night type thing. It's like, she's not a pa- like, what are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Yeah, I I, I think this, I, I spoke earlier about like why I just didn't fully understand Arthur's dad's like actions but like this is this is the point that for again for me as well as you like when i was like okay so you invited her to open house like that's fucking weird and for the most part i side with carol on this episode and i i i i wonder i would like to know like how many dates this actually is if they've actually been dating before this and now she's just being introduced to arthur but it's really fucked up to like I feel really bad because I feel like, okay, because in in my mind, I feel like she wasn't given the kind of title of like, oh, would you like to go to open house with me at my child's school and meet all his teachers? I feel like that wasn't it. I feel like he was like, hey, let's go out to dinner or movie. Oh, by the way, like, we just have to stop by my son's school real quick. And then we'll we'll be on our way. Like I don't think she fully yeah. knew like what she was walking into. Because again, who would who would openly go to an open house like with your new boyfriend? That's not a fun especially time. Especially because that's her, not sexy. Her reaction wasn't like anger. It was more like I need to leave. Like I shouldn't be here. Like she she immediately was like I should not. Like Carol yeah. Carol is <laughs> amongst this whole like, situation is the total innocent party where like. Homegirl yeah. just was trying to get digged down. Listen, she's like, I work all day at the post office. I'm on my feet all day. I want me my back a little bit, okay? Like, I did not expect this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, like, now I'm like, so they come into the open house, and Alex, of course, is doing his whole, welcome to Degrassi. <laughs> welcome to Degrassi. Welcome to Degrassi. Like, his whole, like, shtick. Yeah. And he sees, so he knows he knows Arthur's dad. And he's like, oh, this must be Mrs. Kobolowski. That's when Arthur comes in hot and he's like, she's not my mother. Let's not, let's not, let's mention quick cool, that Arthur's voice has gotten deeper too. So he sounds real like aggro and he's like, she's not my mother. I'm like, okay, well, kid. Yeah. His testosterone is hitting. Like, okay. Yes. And his, his Adam's apple is dropped and, he's, and it, it's he's dropped and quivering so hard when he yells at her. I'm like, whoa, okay. So poor <laughs> Carol is just like, I shouldn't be here. She's like, She's like, I mean, like, I need to leave, like, whatever. And she's like, uh, uh, uh I didn't sign up for no, this. No, uh, I sure, certainly did this not. Is a, this is a friends with benefits situation, and this is not what. For I all we know, Carol, Carol was thinking that, like, like maybe Arthur's dad was thinking this could be more. Carol was like, listen, like, I'm here for some free dinners and some free movie tickets. Okay? It's a free dick. I'm an old woman at 34, and <laughs> I'm desperate to get married at this point. Come on, I'm, well. And Carol, she's like, shout me she's getting married. I think Carol's just like, oh, I'm desperate for some dick. And um, you have it. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> you have a nice 80s stash. You have a nice, listen, because at the end of the day, she's like, you know what? You know what? If if I just happen to be pregnant, if I happen to get pregnant by accident, he has a nice job. He has nice benefits as a mailman. That government job. You know, like... You know, like, because you're thinking, like, it's like at this point, like, she's probably like, you know what, if things, if things get serious, if things go, you know, wherever this goes, I'm, I'm gonna win. 
I'm either going to get some dick and get out of here. Or I'm going to get some dick and get some benefits and, and a decent father out of this, out of this guy. Yeah. A de- a, sorry, a, de- a decent a decent provider. Maybe not father. A decent provider out of this guy. Yeah, so, so yeah, Carol is just, like, not having it. And Arthur's just to go in on his dad about how she's, like, taking over. And she's so uncomfortable. And she's like, I can't cope with this. And I'm like, girl, same about everything in life. And she, like, dips out. Like, she sleeps. Like, I can't do this. So Mel overhears Kathleen, I mean, Allison talking shit about her to Amy after the whole lipstick fiasco. And she's, like, feeling down on herself. But Kathleen steps in. And she's, like, she just defends. She defends Mel. She's, like, yeah, at least Melanie's nice. You guys are just bitches. Okay. She's like, I'm a bitch too. Takes one to know I'm a one. Bitch too. Game recognizes game, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love of like, like, um, like Melanie's definitely not the type of person like, like I'm Melanie. Like I'm not gonna like step up to someone. Like I'm gonna back down cowardly. But like, luckily Melanie has Kathleen on her side to be like, like, no, nah, bitch. Like back up, back up, pull up, bitch. Like <laughs> you know. <laughs> Molly, <laughs> what you gonna do? Huh? 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 Yeah, that's Molly's what I just like hitting them in the chest. It's just like, like, just like fucking like. <laughs> you can't, like hold me back. You can't hold see me back. Hold like, me back. Kathleen is that type of person. It's like you have like maybe a cousin or something that's in a gang, and they'll be there to like flash their like gun on their waist, but they're not gonna shoot you. But like they're just there to flash yeah. it. To know, like, just have their presence. Just so you know what I could do. That's Kathleen. What I could do. Mm-hmm. I won't do it, but I could do it. Yeah. But in our next scene, um, Arthur and his dad talking about Carol. And dad's like... Carol. Carol. And <laughs> dad is like, yeah, we're slowing things down. And it becomes very apparent that um, by slowing things down, it means that Carol dumped his ass. Because she's like, you have a problem, child. <laughs> Carol is like, um, this is a toxic, problematic situation for me, <laughs> and I'm trying to get my thirty. <laughs> was it thirty? Th- what's that? Thirty uh, thirteen She's just trying to be in that moment, and she's just like, oh shit, ooh, like she's that, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know if you sneak up in this situation because you've been in a long-term relationship for a long time. I, on the other hand, have been in the toxic dating pool that is um, a salted water with nothing to drink. Ooh, and yeah. the, <laughs> the idea, like, it's like, you know, you're dating and you first start talking to this person. And it's really nice. And, you know, you're just like, oh, wow, like, they, like, have, like, their shit, their quote-unquote shit together. Mm-hmm. They have a job, like, you know, like, like we connect really well. And, like, like we just have, like, a physical connection that's so good. And then things start going south. Mm-hmm. Like, he slaps my butt in front of his child and his friend. <laughs> um, we're in a swingers club, but we're still newly a couple, so that's kind of new. And, you know, I get invited to open house night on our fourth date. And, you know, <laughs> things aren't looking so promising anymore. And I think I need to, you know, take a little take a little moonwalk out of the room because this is getting a little weird. All right. But in our final um, scene, Arthur sees Yeah gets home and he tells him. 
yeah, you know, like my, my dad, you know, you know, they broke up. And yeah, look great. This is great, right? But Arthur's feeling bad. Mm-hmm. He's feeling, he's realized like, no, this this thing is hurting my dad. Because before the scene before we saw the dad sitting on the on the couch, he's just despondent watching Jeopardy, probably. And um Arthur's like shit, like my dad really liked Carol. You know, he liked you know, the fact that she worked for the Postal Service, she, he liked her perm and, and her swinging ways. And now, now she's gone. And now she had everything. Yeah. Now I'm stuck with this sad divorcee watching um, in a, an apartment, in divorced dad apartment, watching space cadets and doing whoopee cushion like <laughs> tricks. <laughs> like it's really sad. He, he, yeah. Arthur was better off with his dad getting laid every day. Yeah, it's it's definitely like a hard time. Like, I think it, it, especially as an adult, as an adult, you kind of have more of an awareness of, of like your parents' moods and like when they're when they're in a good mood, when they're in a bad mood, or like when they're like just like having a rough time or whatever it is. Whereas like as a kid, you didn't really fully realize it, but I think at this moment, Arthur realizes he's like, oh shit, yeah. like my dad's sad. Yeah. Like, my dad's heartbroken. Yeah, he's heartbroken. What, how am I supposed to be there for him as his child? Well, because even, like, when they had their conversation where he was like, I think it was earlier, actually before the conversation, he was like, he, you know, I'm. why does he need her? I'm here. And I'm like, not in the way that yeah. he needs. Like, the reality is, like, he, yeah. he, likes, he likes a woman friend who's got, you know, exactly. humps and bumps and all kinds of special parts that you don't have because you're... His son. So, like, you know, like, it's a unique relationship he's got yeah. with Carol. You got to accept that. You just said to do the Humpty Hump. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah, it was an interesting moment for Arthur, for sure. And I think, like, I mean, Arthur, is asexual the right term? I think Car- Arthur's character at this moment, uh-huh. at this moment, He's not asexual, but he's just like he's 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 still young enough in that mind that he's like he's not really thinking about girls like that. Yeah, he's like he's not asexual. I think he's just like a he doesn't fully understand sex and like that. But I think beyond that, doesn't understand that his dad like is a sexual being. But yeah, no, that was the episode. I mean, it ends <laughs> on Arthur being like, "Damn, my dad's fucking lonely." <laughs> because of me damn i guess i he's like oh right my dad has sexual needs other than the joke shop <laughs> and i can't can't do that so it turns out a whoopee cushion isn't the only whoopee that my dad needs boom yeah. okay so to jump into our youtube comments i've got a lot of quick ones it's not like the long-winded um comment chains that we had last week <laughs> Uh, whateverness from three years ago says Kathleen. Oh my gosh, you pulled through. Love you, girl. Although she like writes like Kathleen is just like <laughs> Kathleen is a real person who's Kathleen on is YouTube, reading this. Like you're welcome, girl. <laughs> uh, Lamanage La Lamanage from two years ago says, I think I would have bitch slapped Luke and said to him. You knew how challenge- how challenging life has been for a teen father and then getting him into drugs and stuff. You used him because you knew that you could. He was never more of a friend to you than the other way around. You have to live with what happened to him for the rest of your life. I hope it was worth it. Quote, end quote. Okay, stretch. 
No. <laughs> no, this person is <laughs> Yes, this is stretch. Yes, this is stretch. But I think this person is in agreement with us that like where we were like, Yes, Tim, go off. Like, um, so I will say there are a lot of a lot of comments about how um Carol looks much older than a thirty something year old person. <laughs> I I didn't look very closely at her. I didn't notice that she was much older than that, but maybe maybe she was. I don't know. A lot of people said that she looked like super old. Maybe that was just dramatic. <laughs> I don't know. Poke Polk from two years ago says, been waiting for <laughs> Snanelli to be a thing for three seasons, meaning Snake and Melanie. Oh, okay. I was like, Snanelli? Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then someone commented, laugh my ass off. Laugh my, laugh my fucking ass off at Snanelli. <laughs> Snanelli. <laughs> Which I agree. It's like, oh. You know, but they don't have a they don't have many choices they for don't. a couple name. Oh, that was the last one. So that is all our YouTube comments. It was a light heart. It was a bit of a light episode. There wasn't wasn't much. Honestly, a lot of the comments were about Carol and her age <laughs> and how they thought it was much older. <laughs> I guess I need to go back and look at how old Carol looks. But no, those were solid. Those were those were like those were fun ones. They weren't too. There were no like hard hitting essays about anyone. So. Thank God. So next, that brings us to our super duper uh, ranking system. And <laughs> out of forty trapper keepers, first eighties Canadianness. Um. Oh my gosh! I learned, We always talk about this, and I forget to once we get to the ranking. Um. We had eighties. Oh, we talked about eighties when it came to parents not caring about their kids after divorce, yeah. right? <laughs> we had many open hosts and um we had i would say maybe, maybe this is a bit of a stretch but i think in the 80s canadianness in this in the sense it's canadian because they would never have done this in america in the 80s at the parents night open house we saw all the races like we saw lots of different demographics and ethnicities of people at that house. Yeah. Degrassi, I think I think this is also this is specific to an age in television that I don't think is unique to America, but it's in that like eighties, nineties period where we're like all about diversity. So like we're trying really, it's it's kinda like those T V shows where it's like you have an like, like, like Captain Planet. There's an Asian one and a black yeah. one, a Latino one, indigenous one, a white one, and someone in a wheelchair. And that's usually like what, like you had like yeah. everyone, and then Captain Planet, and that was like the whole to do. And that would give it extra points, not just yeah. because like not because of the diversity, but because it's this very specific type of diversity. We're like, we've got everyone here, and it's like, it's it's almost like. Yeah almost two fours was like okay come on like late late 90s into um 2000s they were just like you know what? fuck it who cares <laughs> like, <laughs> i would actually put it at like an eight yeah it's got i mean it's got so many like time stamps of just like how things are dealt with absolutely very much um next fashion very low and we had caitlin for like a hot second yeah i would say four yeah it's pretty Kayla. low it's not 
We don't have any air hard Crazy. hitters. Acting. Uh, not much to talk about. <laughs> say five. I would say five. It's a, it's middle. Not any bad acting. So I agree. And plot. No. <laughs> I mean, I- not. It wasn't. It wasn't like a happy, funny plot. But I mean, like I guess the kind of deal of like if we're gonna like delve into it, which we did about like Arthur's like situation with his parents and his dad's dealing with that that's kind of a complicated issue that you know arthur's dealing with a lot but like nothing i mean this isn't going to be addressed later yeah i mean i think the only thing that stands out to me was like um the luke story i I, it was a continuation of that and i think that luke I think we kind of touched on it last episode, but I think Luke kind of becomes a bit of a pariah. Like he's kind of like, yeah. And it, which again, I, which again would put you, know, you like I think a more closer to a five. It's like, it's but it's not huge enough that yeah. it's like whoa, like this is a big. It's like it was five. It's like not a big deal. Yeah, but they were yeah they were touching on some deeper things, um, which gives it something. But yeah, nothing, nothing really. I mean. <laughs> nothing i mean we we dealt with a double a double feature of some hearting stuff last week so i feel like they definitely were giving us a pla- palette cleanser oh, yeah. this week yeah i would say five like it's about run of the mill okay so then that puts making Whoopi at 22 trapper keepers which it actually is like a big chunk of episodes here we have that are all tied at 22 yeah. that i think are at the the 25th place or 24th place, they're all tied. But it's dinner and a show, um, dog days, a big girl now, truth and making whoopee. It's kind of like a semi middle of the pack. Well, actually, no, it's it kind of lower, lower middle episodes that are like, oh, these are fine. So we're going to add some songs to the Degrassi Junior High soundtrack. The thing that stood out to me in this episode the most was Melanie and Kathleen. It was nice. I think um, even though their, their situation wasn't like at the forefront, it was a moment where I was like, wow, like, you know, I had been asking myself, where have these two girls been? Are they still talking? What's going on with them? And it was nice to see that Kathleen, you know, even though she was, um, she had been upset with Mel. With uh, how she handled, you know, the eating disorder secret and everything. It was nice to see Kathleen kind of um, see her friend and wanting to help her. So mm-hmm. that actually leaned me towards the song. Originally done by Rod Stewart, but re-released later in the 80s. As an AIDS benefit, but still a song about friendship. That's what friends are for. Dion Warwick. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Yes. I, I was like, is that is that is that the girl singing? It's Dion Warwick, <laughs> but she's a collaboration with like Gladys Knight, Elton John, Stevie Wonder, all all the classics. Yes. But when the moment when when Kathleen is like Mel's, you know, match with Snake. My list says it. I just heard that Dion Warwick's like voice, and like this is friendship. Like yes, come through for your girl. I love. That. Yes. So. That's what friends are for. <laughs> okay. Um, I love that pick, but uh, pulled a little bit of a soft rock Ooh. hit, "Missing You" by John Waite. Oh. Um, I was thinking more of 
Arthur missing his dad. <laughs> just like being at home watching or like playing with his whoopee cushion and all his joke gag gifts. And he's just like, like, you know, patiently waiting by the window, waiting for his dad to return before dark. And he doesn't eating his microwaved pizza, which is literally the most disgusting thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was our episode. Um, guys, stay tuned. We are, ra- we are so close to being done to oh with with the grad junior high it's sick i can't stand it i'm gonna cry um we're so close to yik with the earring <laughs> and his tie-dye shirt maya with a plot line <laughs> more black people more fighting more bullying more parties more drinking i'm here for it but next week we are covering black and white which is the episode when, well, I'll get synopsis now. Michelle and BLT learn about prejudice after deciding to attend a graduation dance together. So we get our like, our race episode. And I think we both Listen, have a lot of reference. We, so many references. We've got a lot. <laughs> I've already spoken about it. My parents are Michelle and BLT. And get them on the pot. <laughs> I'm kidding. We like, we are the walking BLT and Michelle, Michelle plot line. <laughs> Both of us. In a way, yeah. In ways, yeah. I agree. I agree. No, I can't We're wait excited. for that. Um, but yeah, you guys keep keep wa- keep. I almost say keep watching. Keep watching still your feeds. Keep watching pot the, <laughs> the 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 social media. Keep listening. We have so much coming. I'm so excited about what's happening with this podcast. You guys are amazing. You guys are awesome. You guys are like fucking gems. And um. Yeah, we're still doing it. Be sure to follow us on social media. But of course, um, we will catch you later, broomheads, as always. Bye, broomheads.